بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الذي أنزل قرآنا عربيا وهدانا صراطا سويا والصلاة والسلام على محمد الذي بعث رسول النبي وعلى آله وصحبه الذين سلكوا طريقا مرضيا أما بعد My respected elders, dearest brothers and sisters السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته When we discuss Umar anhu, his beginning, and by his beginning I mean the beginning of his spiritual life, after which he went from success to success. It all commenced with the dua of the Prophet The Prophet on Thursday night, which incorporates the day of Jumu'ah, made the dua that Allahumma al Islam bi ahabbi hadayni rajulain ilayk that oh Allah strengthen Islam with that individual who is more beloved to you out of these two and then he mentioned Abu Jahl ibn Hisham or he said Umar ibn al-Khattab Umar radiallahu anhu and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had a great liking for Umar radiallahu anhu. He had a great love for Umar radiallahu anhu. But it was the dua of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam which Allah had accepted in favor of Umar radiallahu anhu due to which he became Muslim. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam's dua whilst we are on this topic before we move on to the crux of our conversation which is Umar radiallahu anhu. But as it has come into my mind, the dua of the Prophet ﷺ for his companions is something which is amazing. To the extent that on the battle of Uhud, you had one individual by the name of Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqqas anhu. He was a companion of the Prophet ﷺ who was known as Farisul Islam, the soldier of Islam, the first warrior of Islam. And he was an individual who was incredibly close to the Prophet ﷺ. And he was known among the companions that when he would raise his hands up and supplicate, his du'as would be readily accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How did this happen? During the battle of Uhud, the Muslims were in a dire situation, a very problematic situation. Commands and orders which the Prophet sallallahu had stipulated and articulated weren't followed. And as a result, the Sahaba were finding themselves at a loss in a very dire situation. They had to salvage the battle somehow. Some of the Sahaba had circled the Prophet ﷺ to prevent people from attacking him. And one of those individuals who went close by the Prophet ﷺ, because the Sahaba became dispersed, they were everywhere, they had lost that command, they were of the, uh, they were of the notion and they had heard rumors that the Prophet ﷺ had been killed in battle, so they didn't know what they were supposed to do. Sa'd who joins the Prophet ﷺ, and he was known for his skills in archery, that if Sa'd was told to hit a particular mark, he would never miss. And on that day, he has the Prophet ﷺ next to him and he is beside him with his bow and his arrow and he is firing arrow after arrow after arrow. And each time he is firing an arrow, Sa'ad is saying, Allahumma zalzil aqadamahum, that, O oh Allah, shake their footing. 
Let those individuals who are trying to kill the Prophet وسلم, let their let their foot or their feet be shaken so that they do not have a stable footing upon this earth, so that they aren't able to continue with their wrong. And every time Sa'ad radiallahu anhu fired that arrow, the Prophet وسلم, would say, Allahumma stajibli Sa'ad. Allahumma stajibli Sa'ad. Oh Allah, accept the du'as of Sa'ad. Oh Allah, accept the du'as of Sa'ad. This was the dua the Prophet ﷺ made for Sa'ad during the battle of Uhud. That, oh Allah, accept the duas of Sa'ad. Sa what was the effect of this? Sa'ad says that after this day, there was never a time that I lifted my hands up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala except that he accepted everything that I was asking for. This was the dua of the Prophet ﷺ. And this was the dua which was given a, a dua which was given to Umar anhu for him to accept Islam. You have to understand that before Umar anhu accepted Islam, people never believed that he would be an individual who would become Muslim. In fact, the Sahaba anhum noted how much Umar hated Muslims. Before he became a Muslim, he hated Muslims. And that they were most afraid of him because he would harm them more than anyone else. And he would say things to them. They were really, really afraid of the way he would make disparaging comments, the way he would vilify them. And they would say regarding Umar radiallahu anhu, that there is more chance of Umar's donkey accepting Islam than Umar. This is what they would mention regarding Umar radiallahu anhu. But look at how the dua of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam took him away from that completely. To the extent that Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu says, Inna Islam Umar, that the Islam of Umar radiallahu anhu, it was a victory. That as soon as he became a Muslim, it was a great, great victory. He says, we did not have the ability to pray in front of the Kaaba. Until Umar became a Muslim. Because when he became a Muslim, he was an individual. That his, his faith was the most important thing to him. And to be able to practice his faith correctly. Now when we think of Umar, we think of an individual who was perhaps quite harsh or an individual who was perhaps quite stern, an individual who was maybe at times brutal. This is an idea which has been fed to us. And this notion, this idea is completely wrong. Umar anhu was an individual who was incredibly soft. He was a person who was incredibly compassionate. But yes, he was an individual who hated injustice. He was a man who was firmly rooted with justice. He did not like it that people transgress over the rights of another person. And he was always worried regarding what the believers are feeling. Are they happy? Are they sad? To the extent that when he had become, and truly, during the life of, the, of, of Umar radiallahu anhu, you find that his life is in two parts. When he was with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he was a follower. And after the Prophet ﷺ had passed away, and during the life of the Prophet ﷺ, the Prophet ﷺ said many, many great things about Umar anhu. He said that if there was going to be a Prophet after me, lakana Umar, it would have definitely been Umar anhu. But he is the seal of the Prophets, the Prophet ﷺ. 
Regarding Umar radiallahu anhu, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam named him Al-Faruq, the one who is able to distinguish between right and wrong. Because he was a person who was so, again, as I mentioned, rooted with justice and fairness, that if something was right and if something was wrong, then he would highlight it immediately. But you truly find out how much love and compassion and how much feelings that he would have and he would bear after the life of the Prophet and after the life of Abu Bakr when he is actually an Amirul Mu'mineen, the leader of the believers. When the Muslim lands had famine, when the Muslim lands were struck with famine, and this was in the year 640 AD, the famine and the drought which had taken place was such that Muslims were no longer able to enjoy common foods. The recipes of common, you know, the ingredients which would be required to make basic foods would no longer be there. They had no access to butter, they had no access to ghee. Things that they would use in order to cook their food wasn't available for them. Meat was a luxurious food. And the leader of the believers during this time is Umar radiallahu anhu. When he finds that among the, his community, there are people who are starving, there are people who are sick. Umar radiallahu anhu refrains and he stops from eating meat. Again, after that day, Umar radiallahu anhu, until the famine was removed and Allah had given them good weather once again, Umar radiallahu anhu's pain for the believers was such that if they are not eating, then Umar will not eat. Despite the fact that he was the leader of the believers, anyone could have brought him anything. Had Umar said to the people that bring some butter, bring some meat, bring whatever you need to, he would have told them this and they would have brought it for him immediately. But Umar radiallahu anhu, he was a step ahead. His, his mindset was always focused on the believers. It was always focused on people, that how can I serve the people? How can I feel what they are feeling? How can I put myself on the same level as they are? And as a result, he stops eating meat and he stops eating butter to the extent that one of his servants, and in another narration, it was his wife, happened to pass the marketplace and she found rare commodities. She found butter which was being sold at extortionate prices and she managed to pay it or the servants managed to pay it with their own money and they presented it in front of Umar radiallahu anhu that here is some butter for you O Amirul Mu'mineen and Umar radiallahu anhu says that I will refuse to eat this until the bellies of the Muslimin and the bellies of the Muslims are full this was the type of individual he was to the extent that he would eat only bread and oil only bread and oil every single dish my friends those of you who are on diets know eating the same type of food every day is laborious. Those of you who are regular in the gym and take a focus on nutrition for the betterment of your own self, understand how tough it can be to eat the same type of food every single day and have a rota. That taste that you receive on your tongue on that cheat day where you have a cheat meal and you can have anything that you want. You can go to the restaurant, you can go to a fast food place and eat whatever you want. That taste which you savor on your tongue, Umar radiallahu anhu abandoned it completely for the sake of the believers. He was a man who was rooted with justice and fairness to the extent that when he came for Jum'ah, my friends, you know, it is something amazing. We are standing here today wearing white, wearing a turban, wearing lavish clothing. Umar radiallahu anhu on one Jum'ah came late for the Salah. He came late to deliver the khutbah. The people asked him that, oh Amirul Mu'mineen, why are you late? He says that I was washing my clothes and this is the only clothes or only garments that I have in my possession and that's why I was cleaning it. He was an individual that there came a time where he didn't even have clothes for himself. 
that when he stood upon the mimbar, an individual made a remark that we are not going to listen to you or obey you, for you have two garments and we only have one. And Umar radiallahu anhu said, bring my son. And he called his son and he asked that, oh Abdullah, I am asking you, who do these clothes belong to? And he was borrowing the clothes of his son. My friends, Umar radiallahu anhu was an individual that the dunya could have offered him anything. He would not run to it. He understood that his purpose was in the hereafter. His purpose was in the hereafter. On one occasion, he had gone for Hajj. And there was an individual who was there who had offered him for, to come to a meal by the name of Safwan ibn Umayyah. This individual said to Umar anhu that be seated with us and eat with us. So Umar sat down and enjoyed, and, and, and enjoyed the invitation and the banquet. Umar anhu noticed that attendants and servants were bringing in the food, but they were not eating. And only the noblemen who were free men were eating with Umar anhu. And Umar anhu says to his this friend, this person, Safwan, that do you not allow your servants to eat with you? And Safwan says, there's nothing like that, that we put servants on one side, attendants on one side, and we eat on the other side, but we feel it more better that we eat first and then they eat second. Umar radiallahu anhu turned into great rage. He became enraged and he said, bring them here now. And he ate with the servants on that day. And this is the leader of the Muslims, the leader of the believers. My friends, Umar radiallahu anhu was an individual that in every part of his life, he was someone who showed feelings and compassion to someone else. Regarding his life at home with his own wife, he was the leader of the believers. A man came to Umar radiallahu anhu to complain about his wife, that his wife doesn't do anything for him or that she keeps shouting at him or keeps arguing at him. This man came to Umar radiallahu anhu and we will conclude on this point before we mention the notes and the, and the announcements before uh, the khutbah. He comes to Umar radiallahu anhu ready to complain about his wife. When he gets to the door of Umar's house, he hears that the wife of Umar is telling Umar radiallahu anhu off. And he says that I thought I had it bad. The leader of the believers has it even worse than me. And he begins to turn around and he leaves. Umar radiallahu anhu takes a break and he leaves his room. He leaves his house and he sees this man and he says, oh man, what is your case? What is your issue? And he says that, oh commander of the believers, I came to you to complain about my wife. But your situation is worse than mine. And Umar radiallahu anhu took him to one side. And he says that, my friend, I bear patience with her because she feeds me. She looks after my children. She cleans my clothes. When I am away from the house, she looks after my house. She makes my heart happy. And a key thing he said was that she prevents me from committing haram, meaning having affairs and the rest of it. My friends, look at his compassion and compare this to our own lives. That if there is one blemish in our partner, one wrong thing in our partner, we will hold it against that individual till the day of Qiyamah, till our dying day. If they wronged us once, despite their 99 favors, the Prophet said that if you see in your spouse something that you dislike, then recall all of those good features that she has in her as well. And this is not something which is isolated just to male folk, that you have to look at your partners. My friends, my sisters, 
you also have to look at your husband as well. Okay, maybe the first thing he does as soon as he comes home is leaves his socks on the floor and gets onto his phone and doesn't talk with anyone. But my friend, he has been spending the entire day outside. He has been trying to acquire some wealth as well. Give him a few moments, look at some other characteristics of his, then he goes out to do the shopping. Some individuals are thinking right now, well, he doesn't even do that. The reality of our situation is that for every wrong action or for every blemish we have, there are many, many, many positives that we may look to. Umar radiallahu anhu was an individual who was incredibly compassionate among those people who were within his circle and those who were extended. And the stories and the, and the parables of Umar radiallahu anhu's generosity and his kindness and his compassion are endless and we could speak about it for every Jummah of the year but we would not be able to do justice to Umar radiallahu anhu and the way in which he was kind to the people. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the ability to be kind and inculcate within ourselves his akhlaq and the akhlaq of our beloved Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. My respected elders, dearest brothers and sisters, to become a scholar is not an obligation, but to be a human being is. And this is exactly what Umar radiallahu anhu was, a human being who would feel the pain of those around him. And this is what we need to bring within ourselves in every facet of our life. When we park our car, you know, the level of thinking that Umar radiallahu anhu would possess would entail. That is my car perhaps too close to the car ahead of me that they won't be able to come out? Or am I too wide into the road that people won't be able to pass by? Or am I even parking in a place which I shouldn't be parking in? Am I parking in somebody else's house? Consideration, my friends. This is what you call consideration. And this is what Umar radiallahu anhu had in abundance. And you find that one, on one occasion, Umar radiallahu anhu had to look after the finances of the Muslimin as well. Umar radiallahu anhu stipulated that a child, a baby, a newborn baby, who is breastfed by his mother, who entertains milk, will not be given an allowance from the wealth of the Muslims until he begins or until that child begins to wean, meaning beginning to eat food. And as soon as that child begins to wean, then Umar radiallahu anhu had a price stipulated for it. On one night, on one occasion, Umar radiallahu anhu was doing the patrols during the night time. He would like to go and listen to what the Muslims were doing, what they were feeling, how they were feeling, how they were sleeping, how they were living. This was the level of his consideration. And he comes across a woman whose child is crying. And the woman is trying to pacify the child, but the child is not being pacified. It's crying again and again and again. The night passes and Umar radiallahu anhu meets her three times and he says, and he criticizes her. He says that you are a bad mother for letting your child cry like this. And she says that the blame does not lie with me. The blame lies with Umar who has not stipulated for babies an allowance and he has only allowed them an allowance for when they are weaning. Umar radiallahu anhu hears this and he realizes his mistake that he should have allowed an allowance even for that child who is taking milk. 
and Umar radiallahu anhu returns to his home and he has to lead Fajr Salah and the Sahaba radiallahu anhum relate that when Umar radiallahu anhu led Fajr Salah that day, he was crying uncontrollably to the extent that they could not even understand what Umar radiallahu anhu was reading. Why? Because of the fact that he had made a small mistake which could have hurt or could have harmed another Muslim, a single Muslim. And Umar radiallahu anhu after the salah began to, began to weep uncontrollably and he began to utter that how many Muslim children have been killed because of Umar? How many Muslim children have been killed because of Umar? This was the level of his consideration, my friend. Consideration, it is a key word. It is an operative word. It is a word which is missing in many of our lives. To be able to look at the people around us. I explained to you, Umar, during the famine, my friends, we are in a time where there is ice around us, where we are in adverse conditions, where the temperature is below zero. And how many of us have gone to our neighbors who may be elderly to ask them, are you okay? Is there anything that you need? Knowing full well that they do not have the mobility to walk towards the shop. How many of us have contacted family members of us, of our own who are senior? How many of us have even looked to the, the, the needs of our youngsters who may not be able to take that cold? My friends, this is what consideration is. And Umar radiallahu anhu, along with his consideration and along with the, the justice with which he would lead his life, the greatest pride he had was with Islam. To the extent that when it, Sham region had been conquered and he was with Abu Ubaidah radiallahu anhu, they were coming past a swamp. And Umar, despite being the leader of the Muslims, got off of his camel and he took his camel through this swamp, making his entire clothing dirty. Abu Ubaidah was feeling slightly embarrassed that he's about to meet the leaders of a new community who are seeing him for the first time as the leaders of the believer of the, the leader of the believers but he's not even he doesn't even have the representation as one and he turns to Abu Ubaidah and he says that we were a community who were disgraced a community who used to kill their own children bury them alive a community who would womanize, a community where the rich would get richer and the poor would get poorer, a community who, in which there was no justice, a community which was decaying in the abyss of darkness. And here we are today, Allah has granted us honor through Islam. He says to Abu Ubaidah, Oh Abu Ubaidah, where will we be if we try to find respect and honor in something other than what Allah has bestowed upon us? Allah will disgrace us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the ability to understand these words and inculcate them within our hearts. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shower immense blessings on Umar radiallahu anhu. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept his efforts. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the ability that we within ourselves have that consideration for other believers. Wa khutakana.